recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Larry Vaughn building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Zots and 13 Frightened Girls. I am William Castle, the director of the motion picture you're about to see. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the old podcast. Hey Phyllis. Hey Rob. And tonight we're rounding out the William Castle box set, I think. I think this is the last couple in that. I think so. Uh, with Zots and 13 Frightened Girls. Kind of a a departure Yeah. from the William Castle, the usual William Castle suspense and horror stuff. Definitely so. Don't let 13 Frightened Girls fool you. That's uh, not named very <laughs> Misleading well. title. Yeah. I think I don't know if you said it or if we both thought it or what, but I think they we felt like we were watching live action Disney kind of. Yeah, it's kind of both of these are kind of William Castle's take on the live action Disney stuff from the sixties. Yeah, like Absent Mind Professor and That Darn Cat. I mean, really, they're almost versions of those two movies in a way. Kinda. Where the first one Zots, it's a college professor, mm-hmm. and this strange thing happens to him. He gets you know. This ability, this power, much like Absent Mind Professor, he develops Flubber. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And in 13 Frightened Girls, it's a teenage girl helping capture criminals. Right. And that darn cat is, is I mean, it's loosely, Kinda very that. loosely. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, and there's a cat in this. There's a, the cat's the focal point of the other, the Disney movie. Right. There's a, a cat, a kitten. Right. You know, plays a part in this, so. Yeah. It, it's a little odd. I mean, don't take that in a bad way. We no. actually, well, I actually enjoy the live action Disney. They're, oh, they're very. I love them. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, they are. They're a lot of fun. Now, this is not William Castle typical. No, this is not 13 Ghosts or the Tingler. No, by no means. But that doesn't mean they're bad. No, no. It's it's still a, a William Castle movie and still kind of feels that way. It's still got a little bit of that kind of humor. Yeah. That he has in some of his, you know, some stuff, that nod and wink kind of stuff. It's just very different from what I was used yeah. to from a castle film. Yeah, yeah, because they, well, they are more humorous. Mm-hmm. And like like we said. Lighthearted. You know, yeah, lighthearted. has that Disney-ish kind of feel, but with 13 Frightened Girls, it's more like a live-action Disney movie, but more for adults. Yeah. And not that it's an adult movie by any means, but no. it's more, a little more serious and a little more realistic in the portrayal of the characters, especially yeah. the teenage girl, the way true. teenage girls act. Yeah, definitely. Well, so let's dive into this. What, Zots first, maybe? Yeah, let's we'll talk about the plot a little bit. Zots. Well, okay, first is Tom Poston. Mm-hmm. Play is the lead character, the professor in this. And uh, well, then there's Jim Backus. Mm-hmm. Fred Clark, who's been in everything. He's one of those faces you're like, that guy. Uh, Mike Mazurki was the tough guy and everything in the 60s and 70s stuff. Uh, Margaret Dumont, who was Groucho's foil in all the Marx Brothers movies, is in this. Right. And uh, Louis Nye makes an uncredited appearance, mm. who was worked with Tom Poston on the uh, Steve Allen show. So the plot, basically, is Tom Poston's character comes to possession of this mystical coin. Yes. I think it's sent to his... It's sent to his niece by her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's on an archaeological, archaeological dig, dig, and he finds this thing and sends this to her. He thought it was neat, and it basically it says Zots on it in a weird kind of odd lettering, and it, in the lettering it has script 
yeah. this foreign, this uh, you know, ancient language. He's trying to get it translated. Which Tom Poston is a professor of languages, right. so ancient tra- languages. Yeah, when he finally translates it, and he says the translation, which I can't remember it right now, out loud. Because he has the coin, he gets these powers. Right. As three separate powers. Yes. And he can inflict pain on someone. He can slow down time, and he can kill. Yes. With it, and. If he points his finger at somebody while he's on the coin, it inflicts pain. Yeah. Even if he doesn't want to cause pain, just yeah. by pointing at anything, yeah. like a, a an animal, it's any It's like his hand's thing. loaded gun if he you know, throws yeah. a point out there. Right. If he just says zots. Zots. At something, it slows time. Right. And if he says zots and points. Zots. It kills. Yes. Plants, whatever, anything. Yep. So that's... And he, he discovers this as it goes on mm-hmm. to humorous results. Indeed. <laughs> you know, and then there's the usual shenanigans of the, he's the professor that the other professor's at odds with. So he's trying to get him fired and because there's a dinner party and there's shenanigans happen there. And, but then uh, foreign power, was it communist or? I believe they say it's Russia. Russia. Find, somebody finds out about the power, and then the government, our government finds out, and they're trying to get to him. To use him as a weapon. To use him as a weapon. Yeah. And they kidnap his niece and... And the potential girlfriend. Yeah. And so, you know, and so that's the, you know, it's it's one of those kind of, that's and that's kind of like one of those Disney movies. Yeah. Plots to steal zots, land the professor in some hot spots. Uh, it's black and white, by the way. It came out in 62. And like all William Castle movies, it had a gimmick. Yes, indeed. Had, had a giveaway. Uh, when you showed up to the theater when this movie premiered, they would hand you a little plastic version of the Zotz coin, which I managed to get one a few years ago because mm-hmm. I collect that stuff. I love movie promotional gimmicks, especially from the 60s and 70s stuff. And it's just this neat little plastic coin. It looks just like the one in the movie. Which I actually make copies of now, so if anybody's interested, (laughs) (laughs) check out my Etsy shop or eBay sometimes, or just message me directly. But it was a neat little giveaway, so you could you know sit there in the movies and have the coin with and watch it with the movie. You You have to wonder how many how many kids or whoever sat in the audience and just started pointing Mm -hmm. at people. (laughs) And it had the little coin. It was really cheap plastic. I use a stronger resin mm-hmm. to, to remake them because the original is really a little thin plastic but it had a little hole at the top so you could put it a little put it on your keychain mm-hmm. or a necklace well i think the when the niece got it from uh-huh. her boyfriend he had put it on a bracelet oh okay so that's so why it was like a charm yeah. on a bracelet but mm-hmm. you know you got to wonder how many kids did like have it maybe put it on a necklace back mm-hmm. then or put it, and then it just broke off and they lost it yeah you know uh which is a shame but a few survived and uh and i had to have one Indeed. The movie itself, it's fun. It's cute. Yeah. It's uh, no, it's not heavy handed on anything. It's really just a light, fun, goofy movie. And Tom Poston's excellent in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that almost everybody did a really good job. There were silly moments, as you expect. There were frustrating moments, <laughs> as you would expect. I mean, you know, with a with a power like Zot. Zot. Where you can slow down time, there's almost no reason that he should have any trouble with the bad guys. For instance, yeah. the bad guys have captured his niece and the girlfriend, 
and they start chasing after him. Well, he's got the Just turn around and going, say Zots. Yeah, and, and, and you're done. Away. And walk away. <laughs> it's all fine. No problem at all. But for the longest time during this chase, he didn't do that. And I'm like, you know, it's like he forgets he has the power, but you know, go. but that's the thing. If he did it every time, there'd be yeah, no movie. Exactly. And I get you that. Know. Oh, the, the one caveat to the, the Zotz coin is that you have to have the Zotz coin in your possession yeah. for the power to work. And should you lose possession of the coin, whoever gains possession of it will have the power for a limited time. But then if they can't read the coin, they'll lose that power. So at one point his niece actually got the coin. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. was driving down the road with her boyfriend, or no, with, I guess, just a date. And uh, she starts pointing at something oh, in at the that. window. And as she's driving, she's pointing at every person and on the street. Going, and they're oh, all just doubling their over. Stomachs and pain. Doubling over. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. There's a scene where he tries to prove to the dean that he has this power. And he doesn't know that he doesn't have the coin in his yeah, pocket because he the niece took it. So yeah. he. Went and bought a cage full of <laughs> lab mice, wifey, yeah. and he lets them go in the party. And he was going to use his zots, his power to slow time or to or kill them or whatever. Yeah, but he doesn't have the power, so the mice are running all up people's legs and all. That, and typical farce. Hilarity yeah. ensues. Lots of silly moments. Yeah, but this it is, was it was fun. Yeah, it was fun, and it, it was, was I, very lighthearted. Yeah, I may watch it again sometime. Yeah. It's one of the ones on that William Castle box set that we have that everyone should own. If you're a William Castle fan, you've got to get it. It's fantastic. And it also, in addition to the next movie we're going to talk about, it has Spine Tingler, the documentary on William Castle. Right. Which uh, we should watch again. Yeah, we really That's should. That's pretty good. That was a good documentary. Uh, a little aside here on speaking of documentaries, I got to watch this uh, yesterday, the Al Adamson documentary, which is fan damn if you know anything about Al Adamson or his films, he did Dracula versus Frankenstein. One of the ones that I, it's a horrible movie, but I love it to death. And tons of other movies like Satan Sadist, Black Samurai, Naughty Stewardesses, I think was another one. He ran the gamut of horror and black exploitation and action and nudie cutie and, you know, TNA comedies and biker movies. He did a little bit of everything in in the seventies, Drive-in king, mm-hmm. you know, back then. And he came to a really horrible demise. And I think it was in the 90s. He got killed. Oh. Yeah. And you have to, the documentary tells you all about it. I'm not going to go into all that. It was, it, But it's really a shame what happened to him. Uh, but it was kind of cool because I got to see on the documentary a few people that I've talked to on the phone. Sam Sherman, who is producer of Dracula vs. Frankenstein, writer and, and director, and I, you know, got to see him. I mean, I've seen pictures of him, but to see him on the screen after having talked to him was kind of neat. And see his basement with his incredible collection of sixteen and thirty-five millimeter films. Wow. And uh, Tim Ferrante, who I had spoke to on the phone a few times, really, you know, hell of a nice guy. And it was neat to put a face with a voice, mm, you know. Right. But it's a great documentary, and the box set is beautiful. Uh, it's a little pricey. But I think I'm going to have to get it because the prints of those films, I think it has like 30 films on it or something. Wow. And maybe, or maybe, maybe it's like 20 or something. Anyway, it's a, it's a ton of films and they're all remastered prints except for a couple where the negatives were lost and they had to use the, whatever the best 35 they could get mm-hmm. uh, quality. But the extras on it are incredible. It comes with a book and the packaging is just one of those beautiful packages I've seen. 
for a collection of films. And if you're a big fan of that era of movies and the driving grindhouse stuff, it's kind of a must-have. I think I'm, I'm going to have to get it this week. I know Severn Films put it out, and it was, I think, the limited... It's a limited run, of course. The first run they did, I think, sold out in pre-sales. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's one of those that's like, it's not going to be around long, so if I don't get it, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, yeah. But thoroughly enjoyed watching that with Tony the other day, and we watched Satan Sadist and Black Samurai. Oh, and had nice. a ball with those. And I'm sure Tony and I will do a podcast on those. Oh, cool. Or at least the whole Al Adams and set once we get through a few more of the films. Nice. That'll be a good podcast. Yeah, I think so. we'll have fun with that. Uh, but anyway, that's a, a tangent aside there on documentaries. But the William Castle documentary is pretty good, too. So if you get this box set, you got to watch that along with all the films. Yeah, Zotz was... It is, yeah, I keep going back. To, so it's like William Castle's take on the live Disney comedy. Yeah. Well, it's odd because when we sat down to watch it, I I really didn't know much about Zots other than the coin because I knew well, you were same reproducing here. it. Yeah, I'd never seen it before. But for some reason, I thought that it was more of a, a thriller or something. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was, was so lighthearted. Yeah, well, I had seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I knew from the trailer that it was going to be kind of a comedy. And I but hadn't. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I don't think I was ready for it to be so much like the uh, Shaggy Dog and yeah. some minor professor <laughs> and that type of thing. And it's not quite as funny as those are. No. But it's, you can tell those were the model. Right. You know. I mean, I wasn't disappointed in it because I love those kinds of films too. I just was, oh, yeah, was yeah. not what I expected at all. It's neat so. to see William Castle do Something a little different than the yeah, standard yeah. suspense stuff that you know he's kind of known for. Yeah. Well, you know, it, right now I think lighthearted is kind of what we've been needing anyway. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good thing. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready to throw some Marx Brothers on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we've all needed a laugh here recently. I think a little bit of escapism is good. Yeah. Even though we've needed to uh, face the world too, but lighthearted yeah. escapism is a good thing. In any case, Zots was uh, quite interesting. I enjoyed it. And yeah, it and it was a, a good fun. double feature, I think, with uh, 13 Frightened Girls. Yeah, yeah, which not, was very yeah, ill-named. N- not, yeah, yeah, not knowing what 13 Frightened Girls was going to be about, except for seeing the trailer. So I hadn't seen the trailer for that one either. Yeah. It had been a while since I had seen the trailer, so I kind of forgot about yeah. it. Well, having seen the trailer after, yeah, I would have not realized what I was going in to see there either, because yeah. it did not really portray the film that I saw. Yeah, and the trailer, and it actually gave away too much in the trailer, but not knowing what it was, I guess you didn't know. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't know. Yeah, It was true. giving it away. But to start off with, the title, 13 Frightened Girls, makes no sense whatsoever. Because there's 15 girls. Well, yeah, it's, that's they're the not first frightened thing I said. <laughs> of anything. Yeah, apparently not. Uh, oh, and by the way, this is 63, and this one was in color. Yeah. Well, that's the first thing I said. It starts off immediately with you're at the uh, the school. School for uh, it's a girls school for the daughters of diplomats. Right. And there's all these girls are walking out to the bus to leave the school to go on like this holiday vacation or something. And there's 15 of them. And I immediately looked at Rob and said, but there's 15 girls. How come it's not 15 frightened girls? And then I was like, oh, okay, two of them are going to die. <laughs> yeah. Which is not the case. It's not. It's The title is 13 Frightened Girls. There were 15 girls. And after that bus trip, you really only see two of them were the focal point of the movie. 
for the, the most other part. one. Yeah, the other ones show up. One or two of them show up at like they go to parties. And they run into a couple of the girls. And then at the very end, they go back to the girls' school and you see the girls. But at no point are you given the impression that they're, you know, frightened. Yeah. You know, like the title is. And they are very not frightened at the end. They're the the bravest girls I've ever seen. They gang up and take care of each other. But the original title makes a lot more sense. It does. The original title is called The Candy Web. Which and, made perfect sense. Yeah, and it's for a couple of different reasons, which we'll, we'll have get into to get in a second, into later. It's the more I think about it, it's a really neat title because like if it. you don't know what it means, it's like it makes you think a second. Yeah, the candy web. Okay, what the hell is that about? You know, well, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the lead character, her name is Candy. Right, and she gets involved. Well, her dad's a the U.S. diplomat, and. She goes back to the embassy on a vacation, and she's, oh, is she like 16, 17? She's 16. 16, and she's, like young girls do, she's enamored of one of her father's employees, who's an an agent. Yes. A secret agent guy, Murray Hamilton. And there's a couple of scenes that would be kind of uncomfortable, in a way kind of are, that she's like really coming on. Oh, and she is not shy at no, all. No, she like is say, saying, uh, but I, you know, he says, I've known you since you were a child. She's, but I'm a woman now. And, and then something about wanting to kiss him and she throws her arms around him and he's like backing away and all this stuff like, like, you know, a decent guy would, you know, Yeah. and he's trying it, to put her off and she's trying to really come on to him. Like my, people would think, oh, that's, you know, oh, that's, that's, that's creepy. That's uncomfortable. But you know, and I'm not justifying anything, but it's like, she's a, a, a 16 year old girl. Yep. They develop crushes on guys, and it's like it's realistic. It's a yeah. realistic portrayal, and nothing happens. I mean, he keeps brushing her off the whole time. Oh yeah, because he's, he's got he's, a girlfriend. Right. And he's he's a, he's a stand up guy, you know. So I think it's portrayed very realistically. Yeah, and not creepy. It is a bit uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable, but... <laughs> yeah, in a way. But it, it's you know, hey, that's just the way things really are, you know. And nothing ever happens. Of it, that's what made. That's why I'm not creeped out about it. Oh yeah, because he never responds to it, right? You know, and nothing. She he keeps brushing her off, and she's like, it's showing that she's a teenage girl with this yeah, crush, right? As things develop, now she's got such a crush on this guy. She overhears a conversation. He's had a couple of mishaps, and the uh, his boss says, her dad, you know, if you screw up one more time, you're going to be fired. Yeah. So she tries to help him out by getting the dirt on some of these other governments that are we're at odds with, like the communists, the Chinese at the time and the Russians. Yeah. Well, um, at first it was just complete coincidence. It was coincidence that she found out about a plot. Yeah. She um, happened to be at a friend's embassy. Yeah. Her, her best, friend, her best is friend is the Chinese girl from school. Yeah. And so she goes over to that embassy to, to spend the evening with her and they listen to records and dance and they're going to get some food. And she finds out that the, the uncle, who's the guardian of the, the guardian of the girl and the yeah. diplomat, Mei Ling, I think. Ha- yeah, had name? one of her, his guys kill an American agent, yeah, or something, and she f- finds the body and finds the knife, and she ends up she takes the it was a letter opener from the American from embassy, her dad from her dad, desk. so she takes that, gets that, and sends it anonymously with one of those like ransom type notes with the letters yeah. all glued on to the agent Murray Hamilton. 
and he turns it in and he, of course he gets the credit for it. So she keeps on doing that. She figures out, Hey, nobody will pay attention. She's actually got a book on, I think it's this manual yeah, from the, on how to be a good spy and all that anyway. But she figures out that nobody's going to pay attention to a young girl yep. who's a friend of the daughter. Right. So she can go anywhere she goes, and listen yeah. to anything because nobody's thinking that she she's a young a teenage girl. She, you know, she's not a threat. Right. So she's like one of the best agents yep. that nobody knows. So she goes by the, the code name Kitten. Yeah. She signs the letters that she sends to Marie Hamilton, Kitten. Yeah. And then she has she literally has her kitten step on an ink pad and put his paw yeah. print on there. <laughs> it was funny. So... They find that the agent, the opposite side's agent that's the assassin, is Spider. And so there's the title. The web of intrigue that she's woven, she's woven. and the spider, and her name is Candy. So the title, that title makes a lot more sense. It's a more intriguing title, I yep. think, than 13 Frightened Girls. But I think they were capitalizing on 13 ghosts and the number 13 yeah. and you know scary, frightened stuff. But it makes no sense no. in the movie. Oh. Candy Web is a much better title. Yeah. Now, real quick, the cast in this is Murray Hamilton, who you've seen in everything. Uh, Hugh Marlowe, who was in uh, Earth vs. Flying Saucers, Day of Sit Still, you know, stuff like that. And the Asian, the uncle, is a thing's named Key D, or Day, D, bald, mustache, Asian guy who was in everything yeah, in the 60s himself, and 70s. Yeah. Norma Varden... Is that Soldier? No, no. She's the, the headmistress of the school. Oh. She was oh. on The Sound of Music. Oh, okay. And she's one of those you've seen in tons of stuff, too. Okay, gotcha. Who played Soldier? You know, I can't Soldier remember. Soldier is Murray's girlfriend, yeah, right? You know, she's I, also an agent. I can't remember, but it, I, it wasn't anybody that I could remember seeing anything else. Yeah, she didn't, yeah, she didn't look really familiar, but I liked her. Yeah. Now, the two lead girls in it, Kathy Dunn, who played Candy, mm-hmm. only did a couple of other things and then went to like Broadway. Oh. Or did out of Broadway, or went just went and did stage stuff. Okay, she did a little bit of TV, and that was it. Hmm. Lynn Sumoon, who was her friend, went on to do. Well, she did a movie with Chuck. That would be Days Charlton Heston. Yeah, <laughs> and she had to serve. I think to serve with love, she was in that, and a few other things. So mm-hmm. she she did a few things, you know. Okay. Now the gimmick for this movie, there were two kind of gimmicks. Of course, William Castle always has to have a gimmick. The big one was when they were casting the movie and put mm-hmm. the word out they were going to make it. Suppose they did a contest all over the world for to cast 13 girls for the other diplomats. Contest winners from 13 countries. And So the people they cast were literally from other countries. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Mostly. A few of them, like I think the Russian girl and one, one or two of them were not. Yeah. Well, I know that the Russian girl and the Swedish girl and German, the German girl. Mm-hmm. I know because those three actually had openings where they spoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now that. That's another part of. Go yeah. ahead. Continue. Oh, well, first, let me finish the gimmick. Yeah. So that was one of the big gimmicks. The other was that they would hand out. So it kind of has really nothing to do with the movie. No, it doesn't. <laughs> when you come in the theater, they'd hand, a, hand you a danger card. Yeah. Which it said danger card on it. And I think it said 13 frightened girl. Something by the movie on the back. And the gimmick was, it was one of those treated kind of cards. And you're supposed to like lick your finger. Yeah. And rub it over the one side of the card. And if the word danger appeared, no, it didn't say danger on it. If the word danger appeared, 
when the movie's over, you go turn it into the theater and they like give you a free popcorn or something. You know, yeah. A prize, William yeah. Castle says. Well, William Castle comes out at the beginning of the film like he does sometimes. No, he doesn't. Oh, but there was a thing. That was in the extras. I know, but how did they know to do it then? Maybe because they didn't it give says, away at all movies. Well, maybe not. Because according to what we saw, yeah. it looked like he came out at the beginning of the film and he says, that's, you well, know, yeah, here's, okay. well, wait a minute. Yeah, not with he you. says, here's this card. Hang on to this. We'll tell you what to do with it later. And then you watch the movie yeah. and then he comes out and says, you know, I hope you whatever enjoyed the movie. I can't remember what he said. You know, tells you how to do take card. your card out and wet it like this. And he shows him yeah. lick his finger and do that. And if you get the word danger, turn it into your theater manager and yeah. receive your prize. Like Sardonicus. He yeah, like that. Sardonicus. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's weird because the actual film, when it comes on, yeah. that's not in there. Well, so, so maybe they did do it in the theater, Or maybe it was something that they were going to do. Yeah. Because I haven't heard about these danger cards until we watched the movie. Oh, so maybe they didn't actually do it. Yeah. Maybe it's something they couldn't get to work or they hmm. it was too costly. No, you we know? should look into that sometime. Yeah, because I'd always heard about the contest. Yeah. But I never heard about these danger cards. And I haven't, you know, I looked the other day and there's none on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, another thing about this, uh, Judy Pace, this was her de- debut. She was the uh, daughter, uh, diplomat daughter from Liberia. Okay. She, this was, like I said, this was her debut. She went on to do a lot of movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, she did Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> art movie, uh, Cotton Comes to Harlem, okay, which is one of the one of the better black exploitation films, right? Uh, it's just a good, just a good solid buddy cop movie, you know. Yeah. She was in Brian's Song, mm-hmm. you know, another another good movie. So she went on to do more stuff and some a lot of television in okay. the sixties and seventies. Was she from Liberia? No. Okay, uh-huh. no. I didn't know if she was one of the ones that was cast through no, the, she, the contest. She, yeah, no, she was one of the ones that was not from the country. Okay, gotcha. But all in all, it's a it's a pretty good little teen thriller. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of scenes where it's like the one where she she's trying to seduce the guy who's supposed to be from Holland, but she found out he was from Russia. Right. It was a diplomat's son or something. Mm-hmm. And so she knows that he's like actually a plant agent. So she tries to seduce him. I want us to be together forever. And but without going yeah, you know, just kissing, trying to stay away from him. Yeah. And he ends up slipping something in her drink and she right. passes out and he's going to throw her off the balcony. Yeah. He like, I mean, he's got her sitting on the edge of the balcony. He puts and, you know, puts drink, uh, alcohol, whatever they're drinking all over, pulls it on her face. So it's, so she'd smell like she'd been drinking. Yeah. And he's getting ready to push her off the balcony. And of course she starts to wake up and thwarts him, but you don't hear that word very often, thwart. <laughs> And, but it's a, it's a pretty tense moment. It's like, man, this is some real danger going on here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and but he gets stopped because uh, somebody knocks on the door, but then when he comes back, he goes to push her. And in the meantime, she started to wake up yeah, and she throws, she throws her the, drink on him and he like, and he stumbles and falls over yeah, and, and he, he falls off the yeah. balcony. What starts as a playful flirtation suddenly takes a sinister turn. So she's, killed him essentially yeah. you know so she's so now she's a real secret that. agent yeah 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 so yeah there's some pretty pretty rough stuff yeah i mean and, and, then, and at the end yeah the end of it is really yeah pretty they tough. send the they send the they send spider. spider to kill her yeah she must be killed immediately and, and he's gonna do other, it and some other um asian yeah two other assassins uh, assassins yeah so it's yeah, it's got some little intense moments. It, yeah. it's a, it's a good little film. It is for that type of film. It really is a not bad at all. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked uh, I liked that one a lot. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that yeah. one. I mean, that one didn't have a whole lot of funny stuff in it. It was just, it was a little lighter, of course, than yeah. castle stuff, but it was a really good. But it was um, just a, a good straight spy on. Film. Yeah, spy film. Yeah, spy thriller film. Yeah. And good cast. Yep. You know, and everybody. I thought Candy did a really good job. She was fantastic, and she was cute. Yeah. She had a very a really cute smile, and I'm. It's a shame she didn't go on and do other movies and things. Mm-hmm. I think she would have been. She was like that Haley Mills kind of mold, you know. Yeah, I, I liked her better than I like Haley Mills, frankly. But <laughs> yeah, I think she would have done. She could have really gone on and done some, you know, some good work. But it's one of those in that that castle box set that you know you're not familiar with, like Thirteen Ghosts and The Tingler. The Tingler is loose in this theater. But all those other movies that are in there that you've heard of. And same with us. This was like down on the list of like, okay, we'll get to the eventually. But it was really fun. It was really a good good watch. And I definitely would recommend both of these. Especially if you like Castle, you've got to see everything he's done. And one thing about the Castle films, you know, I, I think I can say they're really not uneven. Mm. You know, it's pretty even as far as his, I mean, some I like better. Yeah. Like, oh, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. You know, that's one of my favorites. And The Tingler and anything with, of course, that's Vincent Price. I mean, true, true. But I did like what I saw what you did. I saw what you did. Yeah. 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 You know, I like all of those quite a bit. And, but, you know, I enjoyed these too. So definitely worth a watch. If you haven't got the box set, get it and throw these on. Indeed. A good lighthearted romp. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think that's oh, about no, no, no. Oh, what, you, you forgot to go into the multiple openings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, one of the extras on the disc with 13 Frightened Girls. In addition to the danger card thing, what another kind of gimmick is they filmed, I think, four or five different opening se- sequences. And the movie, it starts off with a voiceover of mm-hmm. uh, Candy talking and telling you about the school, her situation, and that they're going on vacation, all going back to their own embassies. She talks about a couple of the girls a mm-hmm. little bit. And then she got the highest test score or something. Or an essay. Latin. She, in Latin. So her prize to win was she got to drive the bus. Yeah, to with go everybody to the airport. It, to the airport. Yep. And so she's getting all the girls. She gets on the bus and she's talking. And while they're driving around this mountain road, a spider yeah. comes down the windshield. Foreshadowing. Yeah. And so she wrecks the bus. Right. Everybody's okay, because then it cuts to where she's at the embassy. Yeah. Of course, you know, I thought, oh, all the girls died, and she's at the embassy. See, it, yeah, because I was thinking, <laughs> oh, two of the girls died. Now we're down to 13. <laughs> but the the gimmick was they filmed that same opening with, like, the girl from Sweden. Yeah, the contest winners. The that contest. Yeah. Did, yeah. The, uh, from the girl from Sweden. So she opens a film speaking in Swedish. Yeah. And gets on, and dri- so they filmed it again. So she drives a bus and wrecks it. Yep. And but she says at the end, instead of the one of the last things Candy says in the narration was, and you know something blah blah blah, blah and you know this, the story of what happened to me during this vacation. Yeah. She says, and here's what happened to you know one of my, my best, best friend Candy, yeah. the American blah 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 on vacation. Then the next one is uh, the girl from. Germany. Germany. Mm-hmm. And she does the same thing. And that does it with two or three other girls. Then there was the the British girl. Yeah, the British girl. And where else was there? I don't Darn know. it. There was another well, one. Regardless, there was, yeah, it's there on was there. Like four yeah. 
And so they filmed that opening four or five times. Yep. And then it cuts to the main story and Candy and Mei Ling are the main characters the rest of the film. Yep. So that was kind of cool. It I was thought. neat. Yeah. And we did sit through each one. We did. Rob <laughs> made me watch that over spider and over and over every again. single time. <laughs> curse you. I hate spiders. Curse me. Curse me. <laughs> what, what are you, a serial villain? <laughs> yes. Curse you and the are you spiders. Dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my fist at you. <laughs> Twirling your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, it's cool, though. It was uh, very enjoyable. And I love the that, I keep gushing over the box set because it is packed with, you know, all those movies and not tons of extras, but yeah, enough A lot. neat things to, yeah. you know, to make it definitely worth the price. And it's not that expensive. Can't remember what I paid for it could probably even find it used at this point, but yeah, it's out there. And if you haven't discovered Tubi recently. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, we've got the Roku, like all the kids have nowadays. And we just discovered the... Tubi station, which I'm sure a bunch of people have seen yeah. Tubi. But well, if you haven't looked at all the movies on Tubi, holy moly. Man, it's got amazing collection of classic horror and sci-fi stuff, cult movies. A lot better than... Netflix could ever hope to have and a lot better than a lot of the other Roku channels variety wise anyway and TV shows man a lot of old classic TV shows some I had I had never seen before a lot I've heard of but never got a chance to see we just started watching the mothers-in-law which with is hilarious e, yeah, Arden and Roger C. Carmel and oh yeah I can't wait to watch the rest of them laughing yeah. my ass off it's they were really good yeah, actually, Tubi's got some of the stuff we've done podcasts on and uh, didn't know where to watch it. So check out Tubi if you uh, want to see some of the stuff we've talked about. There's some of it on there for sure. The William Castle box set, by the way, looking at the Magic Oracle here, it is on Amazon, but it's it might be, I don't know if it's out of print, because right now there's only one on there and it's really steep. But, you know, if more show up, of course, it'll be cheaper. There's another box set that's I think has like eight movies on it. Yeah, it's got eight movies on it. And there's another one that has five movies on it. It's not the same box set, of course. But that's eight ninety nine. But it's all movies we already have. Yeah. yeah. It's thirteen Frightened Girls, Old Dark House, Homicidal, Mr. Sardonicus, Thirteen Ghosts. But the one I'm talking about is a red and black box and it's got thirteen Frightened Girls, Thirteen Ghosts, Homicidal, Straight Jacket, The Old Dark House. Mr. Sardonicus, The Tingler, and Zots. Yeah, if you can find this one we're talking about, it's a great box set. New William Castle fan, yes, you gotta have it. That's right. Well, I guess that's about it. You got anything else? No, I can just gush over William Castle for another hour. Well, we've done that but plenty yeah, of times so. before. <laughs> I've well, we done, have I think. One last thing to do. And that's prove that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Many years ago, we discovered, Clayton and I, that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes, the original Planet of the Apes. Much like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, we found this out years before that came out with, and we can connect anything back to Planet of the Apes, usually within a few steps, sometimes more, which is kind of fun. But 
So each podcast here, Phil throws something at me from one of the movies we've talked about, and I connect it back to Planet of the Apes. Yes, indeed. So I think this time we're going with Hugh Marlowe. Hugh Marlowe? Yes. Okay. Hugh Marlowe was in the Devil's Brigade mm-hmm. with Claude Aikens, who was Aldo in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you barely even thought about that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, how's that fair? Hey, the world's not fair. But it does revolve around yeah. Planet of hey, the Apes. Facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so do yourself a favor and go watch one of the Planet of the Apes films. The original. Right on. All right. Good job. Yep. Well, that's about that's it. it. Yeah. So till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.